Warning, the Happy Ending Pod shows a couple of guys with microphones and a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It is all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. You could do this with your partner at sure. home. Let's ride this energy out. Yeah. Yes, this fire has just started, and we will not put it out. What is, what is he doing? I don't, I don't really know that pose. Okay, now we go into the happy baby pose. No, 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 no. Please regard me. I'm sorry? Please, allow me. To do what? Regard me. Okay. Yes. Okay. You are doing fantastic, my dear. Thank you. Okay. See, as I gently pulsate. Okay. Uh, trying to go deeper and deeper and bring her deeper and deeper into a stretch, yes? Okay, Fabio, that's enough of the pulse head, please. Then do it! Yes! Encouragement, my friend. Welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show. Uh, Bob and I are here today at uh, Branches of Dance Studio in the uh, uh, winter room, yes. uh, which is nice blue. And we are here with Amy Baranofsky, the yoga instructor, masseuse as to well. To the stars. Yeah, to the stars. <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And today, well, we are, Amy is going to, uh, we're going to discuss with some uh, yoga stuff. And uh, we're also going to go through some yoga. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk with Amy and find out about, what, you know, she has uh, uh, good knowledge, vast knowledge, I should say. How's yeah. that sound? So, Bob, I'll let you far away okay. if you want to get started here. And... Sure. Uh, the easiest question is, when did you start out with yoga? I started doing yoga in 2006. I was 18 years old. Uh, I started teaching in 2014, so I've been teaching roughly like five years. Okay. Practicing over 10 years. Okay. Is it a daily? Yes, yes and no. You know, it's a practice just like everybody else has to do it. So for me, teaching is nice because I know without a doubt, at least three times a week, I'm stretching out and doing it. Okay, okay. Um, but I mean, I also too like to try and make up the routines beforehand, so. There is part of that in my daily practice as well. So okay. I do a lot of this stuff before I do it in classes just to see how does this feel? How would someone like this? Is this gonna kill someone? Like okay. you know. So is it like uh, the, the transitions between the, the stretches or the poses, or mm-hmm. it's just like the intensity of the routine in general? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. Because sometimes, because I've been practicing for a while, mm-hmm. different things that. I find easy, other people might not, yeah. you know, so it's little things yeah. like that, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, in my classes, I teach beginners through advanced, so I try to make it a wide array of okay. different things. Yeah, you don't want people to not feel welcome, and you don't want people yes. to say, this is too easy. Yeah, yes. you don't want to be the one person in the class full of people doing like a headstand, and they're yeah. just sitting there by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the great thing about yoga, because even with when you're an advanced person and you think like, oh, this is a simple pose, you can make it harder for yourself. 
It's just like if you're working out, you can really squeeze your muscles, you can really contract them as hard as possible, or you can just be nice and loose and, you know, stretch it out. So it's really up to you as far as the intensity goes. Okay. Uh, so there's different types of yoga and stuff, okay. I'm aware of that. What would you say is your favorite to practice yourself? My favorite to practice myself would be vinyasa. It's more of a constant flow of movement, okay. a little bit harder. Of planks, for instance, you know, stuff like that. Yes, yeah, it's more intense, um, but that's actually one of the first kinds of yoga that I started doing when I started practicing yoga, and I just absolutely loved it. It was one of those, like, I would get to the car and I would feel like complete freaking jello, like, I couldn't yeah. move, but at the same time, I was so relaxed and <laughs> felt so good. So. What got you into yoga? Good question. I mean, you said you were 18 when yes. you started doing it. So you're young. You're still, your body's still yes. in relatively not beat up shape. No. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so. I, did, I did do a lot of sports um, mm -hmm. throughout school. I was always involved in something. So um, I have always liked the physical activity side of things. Um, but the main thing actually was my dad is an alcoholic recovering addict. So from the time I was six to 21 was when that was going on um so me personally like i started drinking when i was 14 i started doing drugs when i was 16 when i was 18 i was addicted to pcp got myself clean and after that was when i decided i need to find a better outlet um it was one of those like it didn't matter how much i drank how many drugs i did my problems were still there in the morning uh, emotional scars and trauma was still there i wasn't dealing with it and um that's i just kind of incidentally ended up finding a yoga class and i was like i want to give it a shot and i ended up finding that i absolutely loved it because it wasn't just a physical activity it actually allowed me to deal with my issues and let things go and forgive and just be at peace with different things so that's actually why I started. <laughs> there also is a lot of, of a mental aspect to yoga. As Absolutely. Well. That's one of the main misconceptions in our Western society. Um, especially over the past 50 years, yoga has become very popular as a physical activity. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to stay in shape. You know, everybody loves a girl in yoga pants, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those like, oh yeah, I'm going to yoga class. Lots of girls in yoga pants. But... There's so much more involved in it, and that's the eight limbs of yoga. Only one of them is the asanas, the actual physical movements. Okay. There's seven other aspects, and back when yoga first started, it was more of a mindfulness practice. It was a more spiritual thing, um, not necessarily with God or whatever you see God as, the universe, you know, what have you. But more of an internal correct, spiritual. Correct, yeah, just um, getting in touch with yourself, allowing yourself mm -hmm. to let go and essentially be free yeah. from all the material and emotional bonds that we put ourselves in. Okay, a relaxation. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. It's a, it, it is a stress reliever as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So, um, now you said when yoga, when did yoga become, when did it, what did it come from, essentially? It actually... It wasn't in yeah. the past 20 years or 30 no, no, years. It's, no, it's been thousands yeah, of yeah. years. Like, I think they say roughly 
400 CE, like very early on in our evolution, there were yogic texts. Um, so it has been handed down through thousands of years. First is just a uh, passing on through physical, no writings, and then it actually started being written down. Um, and that's when more of like the mindfulness really started being relayed into the different things. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a very old, old tradition. Only in like the past 50 years has it really become popular in the West. As I said, more of like a hey, physical activity. It's the new thing. Everybody's doing it, you know, yeah. that whole thing. But yeah, it's been practiced for thousands of years. Now it's just a mainstream. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we're being caught up in more of the physical side of it as opposed to the mental aspect mm -hmm. of it. So people well, tend you, to forget that. You also said yeah. this hemisphere as well. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the we have a over. different type of thinking. Correct. Yes. Not, yeah. Not, I wouldn't say as open or as in touch to the the spiritual and mental aspects. Yes. Well, and, and now that, that that along those lines, that thinking does that ruin it for the people that are. No. You're not getting the mental aspect as part of it as well because you're still high freaking strong, let's be honest. Yes. I mean, you're still going to, oh, okay, my body feels great, <laughs> yeah. but Jesus, I still got bills to pay. Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. So that they're losing that part of the... Uh, they are, but at the same time, I can say they're the prime candidate to come to a class. Okay. Um, now, I mean, I've been practicing... To come to your class. Any class. Oh, okay, okay. Not, yeah. just, not just my Especially class. I would love that, but not just my class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to any yoga class. Um, mainly because that's what you're trying to overcome. Mm -hmm. You're trying to overcome those busy thoughts that take you away from the present moment, from yeah. what's going on right now. Um, even little things like anxiety. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to be anxious? Seriously, like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're anticipating mm -hmm. what's going to happen. In our minds, we already see a million different outcomes. Usually a lot of them are bad, you know, like, so we're already anticipating this and we're putting that on ourselves. So they are prime candidates to come to yoga classes and to unwind because sometimes too, that hour when they're in a yoga class, they might be getting it. And then as soon as it's over, it's, it's right gone. back yeah. to, you know, oh, I gotta go do this, 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 gotta go home. But at least for that hour, they got to disconnect okay. a little bit. So that's why they suggest wow. it should be a daily practice incorporated Just in your everyday that, yeah. routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but. Any and everything that you can do is better than nothing. Yeah, just to use an eye uh, to unwind at the end of a busy work day or something. Absolutely. Every, right before bed, you know, something. Yeah. Just Absolutely. seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of people that they come to my classes and they're like, you know, they flat out say, I'm so stressed out, you know, I had to rush to get here, but I know I'll feel better in an hour. <laughs> and then at the end of the class, they are, that, they, yeah. they let it yeah. go, you know, so. So more people need to take yoga so this yes. country can calm down. That's <laughs> yes. technically what yeah, it is. I don't see any harm in that. No. Yeah. I think that a president could use some help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think any politician Him and AOC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Before, no, that's fine. I didn't mean to get off on a rant. No, it was, yeah, you got to watch it. Uh, so you mentioned what your favorite type of yoga practice yourself was as mm -hmm. a teacher. Uh, do you have a preference of style to teach? I try to incorporate all different styles of yoga in my teaching. Again, because I have from beginner through advanced. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I also have people who come for many different reasons. You know, some people, they're not really looking to be able to fold like a pretzel. They just want to relax maybe. Um, or back issues. Back issues, back issues, injuries, yeah. knees. I see a lot of knee injuries. Um, little, yeah, little things like that. So it's one of those, uh, some of the more intense styles of yoga. It's great for people, but if you have an injury, a lot of times you're hesitant, you're timid, you don't want to hurt yeah, yourself you never know further. What's happen, yeah. yeah, exactly. But then at the same time, like um, Iyengar yoga, that is a restorative yoga, and you use props so that you can easily assist yourself. Ah. But I personally don't use the props. That's a lot, you know, like those classes. It, couple moves in the hour time because you're really focusing on restoring those certain limbs, joints, what have you. Um, so little things like that, like I'll incorporate little bits from every kind and kind of just came up with my own style. Okay, okay. <laughs> you have to be a certified, do you get a certification to teach it or? You actually do not. Legally, you do not have to be like wow. certified in any way, shape or form. Um, obviously it is great to be certified, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like for me personally, I started doing yoga in 2006. I started teaching in 2014, mm -hmm. um, the fitness studio where I was working at. I had known the owner for a very long time and he said to me, he was like, why don't you teach your own yoga class? You can do it. And I never thought that I was going to be a yoga instructor, like ever. That was never a thought in my mind. So um, he had said to me about like, why don't you do it? And I was like, you're crazy. You know, again, like anxiety. I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> like I hadn't gone to school or anything. Okay. It was just my own personal practice. Um, so then I decided I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And I started teaching classes. And then I decided, well, after a couple of years of teaching, I was like, I'm going to go and get my certification. Um, I had been practicing for a very long time, but you can always learn new things, and I actually got my certification. Okay. Um, but yeah, you really don't have to be certified. It just it helps. It makes you look better, you know. Oh, yeah. You want to be insured, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. be sued for somebody getting hurt during the yoga? Yeah, you can be sued for anything. Well, that's true too. Yeah. We are we are in America. You're right. You can, you can yeah, be. Yeah, true. and I mean, I actually have a lot of clients who work in the insurance business and they have even flat out told me like even if you make people sign waivers there are That's you still, can be sued and they can win yeah, you know so it's like it yeah. is what it is you're taking a risk whenever you're teaching a it class goes back to the guy who broke into the house fell through the sky like got hurt and sued if right? the house like, and how do you broke do into that? yeah I yeah, yeah how do you do that who's the idiot to, to Who's his the jury lawyer? that decided yeah. on well, that? Well, like, the guy who says, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll defend you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah so. you so. got a case. It can happen. Yeah. Knock on wood, it's never happened to me. Well, give it a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, you're mean. Anyway, um, okay, so you said there was eight different, what is it, eight steps or eight? There's, they call them eight limbs of yoga. So, okay. you know, very symbolic, think of a tree, mm -hmm. you know, there's eight limbs of yoga. Um, first, yoga is obviously a joining of the body and the mind, also joining yourself with the infinite, whatever you see that as, God, the universe, what have you. Um, but it's about being mindful. So then you think to yourself, okay, like, well, what is mindfulness? And the exact definition, I absolutely love it. It says it's a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment 
while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. So it's essentially being in the eye of a storm. Mm. All this stuff is going on around you. Your thoughts are constantly whirling around in your head. You have a million things going on in your life and you need to be calm in the center of the storm. Like everything is just fine and dandy. So that's really what yoga is about. It's about being mindful. So the eight different limbs, um, the first one is yama, which is self-restraint. So essentially that's nonviolence, abstinence, monogamy, it goes into all of these things. Now, as I said, this is not only a physical practice, but this is also supposed to be a spiritual, mental discipline um, passed on through generations. So it's very uh, involved in like Ayurveda, the Hindu religion. Okay, yeah. Um, different things of that nature. So that's where essentially like the self-restraint portion could be relayed as like the Ten Commandments to a Christian. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay. essentially morals. Okay. You know, yeah, being yeah, a yeah. good person, yeah. don't be greedy. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason yeah. to steal someone else's stuff. Be happy with what you have. Don't you covet know. thy neighbor's wife. Uh, yeah, yeah, go. all that yes, stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, there is also niyama, which is self-purification by self-restraint and discipline. So that's essentially purity of the body and the mind. So making better choices for yourself. Yes, mm -hmm. fried food is awesome. Who doesn't freaking love fried food? But it doesn't mean it's good for you. So it's not just about making good mental choices, it's about making good physical choices because a lot of people don't understand I'm an anatomy nerd. I absolutely love anatomy and physiology, mm -hmm. being a massage therapist. Food is the biggest drug we are ever going yeah. to do in our life. Yeah. I mean, just think of all the emotional eating we've done. Emotional drinking too. Emotional drinking, it turns, alcohol turns Call into sugar yes. in your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right there, when you're upset, when you're angry, your body feeds off of sugar. So yeah. right there, the things that we eat and drink directly affect our brain chemistry. Essentially why, you know, people have addiction issues mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. of that nature because they're not dealing with the actual yes. issues. They're going around it and it's never okay. going away. So, you know, purity of mind and body, our food and thoughts, um, again, being content. It's also about your dedication and your willpower. Um, you know, again, like making good choices for yourself. Yes, you know, you want to be present in the moment, but at the same time, when you're presented with an issue, you know, maybe you should have that thought of, is this going to benefit me in the future? Is this really a good decision for me to make in this present moment? No. You know, 99% of the time, no. But at least you're being consciously aware of yeah. the decision. <laughs> you're being mindful of it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it's also involving the surrender to God. As I said, a lot of this did start out, you know, in religious practices, God, the universe, that's whatever. But that's about humility. That's being humble. Being happy with what you have and... Again, not coveting things that other people have. Like, just let it go. Yeah. It's not for you. Then the asana is the third one. So that's the actual physical movement. So that's the third limb. That's only one portion of it. Okay. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's the portion most people think That's of what people think yoga is. So that's only the third one. We have five more. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I didn't know it was this in depth. We're in trouble. It is. Yes. <laughs> We're out of our time. Yes. Well, I knew that. I knew that from the first point I made I this decision. I'm trying to make it easy for you, though. The class that we're going to do. Well, that's, I've, hey. I've incorporated a lot of these different things, and that's what I like to do in my class because that's what has personally helped me. Um, you can have emotional releases in class. Um, and again, that's your body letting things go. Your body hides trauma, it hides pain. And mm -hmm. even with massage, you know, when I give someone a massage, sometimes they can have an emotional release because that's a portion of their body is holding that somewhere and it's being released. Letting it go though, not letting it resettle somewhere else <laughs> to be brought up again. Um, so the fourth limb is pranayama, which is breathing control, breath control, mm -hmm. breathing exercises. So a lot of times in my class, I specifically say to people, inhale, exhale. We do a lot of that so that you're actually focusing on it. Pratyahara is sensory withdrawal. So that is withdrawing from the modern day need for constant gratification from sensory stimuli. Cell phones is our biggest one nowadays. Okay, so we have, especially with Facebook, you know, people put something on there. They need that instant gratification. Yeah, How yeah. many people have liked my stuff? How many people have commented, you know? And then, again, that whole mindfulness thing, you go into this downward spiral of, oh, only one person yeah. liked it. No one liked it. Who cares? Like, why does it matter? We have that problem with the show. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> it is how much your music nobody likes. Nobody it, likes it. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But that's the sensory withdrawal is let go of all those things. It's really not positively beneficial. Yeah, no, no. So let it go. The classes that I do, um, a lot of the classes we do in the candlelight. So, because sensory withdrawal okay. is not just phones or TVs, it's light. Lights, like, yeah. We don't even yeah. realize if you work in an office and you have those mm -hmm. awful lights, well, you said, know, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. You don't realize how much that actually is stimulating you mm -hmm. sensory-wise. So a lot of times, even when people are laying down at the end of the class, they're like, this is the best part, you know, like laying there with their eyes closed, like they can actually just let go. So as I said, we do classes in the candlelight. We're not going to be in the candlelight today. But that's one way, yeah. Sorry, I need the cameras to see you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can find there, yeah. are, there are cameras and that she needs them to see us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Brad, focus them on Sam and her. <laughs> but um, also with sensory withdrawal, there is a thing called drishtis, which are your focal points. So it's almost like when you have like the magic eye pictures where you're staring yes. at it, trying to, to pull see out the other thing picture. pop out. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing when you're doing these poses, it helps with the balance to focus on something. But um, the drishtis, the focal points, are one way for you to concentrate on something completely and let the outer world just be with it. It's one of those ways to sensory withdraw. We um, close our eyes a lot, like I'll tell mm -hmm. you as we take our deep breaths. Close your eyes. Look up. Actually take your deep breaths. Feel your body taking the deep breaths. And especially when you get into a more vigorous physical practice, you will learn to covet those moments where you have deep breaths, where you're like, oh my God, yes. Like I can relax, I can breathe, you know? Like I felt like I wasn't breathing before because it's so physically intense. So good stuff with sensory withdrawal. Um, drawing Euphoria. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Um, 
Vajrayana is the one-pointed concentration. So again, that's the clear mind um, from distracting thoughts. So one-pointed concentration, as I said, the drishti is a great way to do that. You're focusing your visual point on one thing to let the busy thoughts go. Uh, dhyana, the meditation part, a state of pure awareness of the present moment that is free of judgment. And I absolutely love that. It's free of judgment. So automatically people think, you know, like, oh, well, you're in a yoga class. You know, what are people thinking of me? What are people watching? That's doesn't matter. That doesn't That's matter. another yeah. reason why That's... I do it in the candlelight. So it dims people's vision. It so does. it's like, you don't even want to look at the person next to you because you, you're trying to focus on me and like see what you're supposed to be we'll, doing. We'll have to remember that while we're doing it. Yes. <laughs> what you just said. Sure. Don't worry about what we look like. Don't worry about what you look like. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Well, if, I was, you if just I were that concerned about what I look like, I wouldn't be here. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> wouldn't even be doing it. <laughs> but, um, I'd have dropped you off and be like, call me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fun. But um, being so. free of your own judgments. Now, I always like to think of a child. When you're a kid, before traumatic things happen to you, you're in the present moment. Yeah. You're still learning things. You don't know what's going to happen the next minute, the next second. You know, you're not anticipating that. You are truly enjoying the moment yeah. right here and right now. Um, the so, innocence. Yes, yeah. So being free of judgment is free, being free of your own judgments. Who's to say what's bad, what's good, mm -hmm. what's ugly, what's pretty? You know, it's different to every single person, but it's also because they are learned behaviors, especially in our society. There are so many people that think like, oh, the Kardashians, they're so hot. Uh, no, no. they're hideous people. Yes, they, Thank are. You. they are so <laughs> yeah. hideous. Like, I that's don't a, even know. Seriously. New favorite guest. I don't know how people can sit there and watch that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's atrocious yeah. to me. It's grotesque. Yes, it is. But again, being free of judgment, who am I to say you're right, that's you're right. grotesque? You're right. you know? So next time I come here, I should wear my Kill the Kardashian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, so being free of judgment in your meditation brings us finally to the eighth limb, which is samadhi, the total absorption. So the total absorption is the feeling of oneness with all creation dissolving all lines between the act of meditation and the object being meditated upon. So like how you had said, that feeling of euphoria. Mm -hmm. That is just purely that sensation of, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I feel great. I'm wonderful. I love me. I love life. I love everyone, even though I hate everyone. That, you know, that balance of, yeah. you know, you have to have gone through bad things to appreciate the good things mm -hmm. in your life. Um, yep. You know, I have read the book, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. It is absolutely phenomenal. And he flat out says in there, you know, about how can you truly appreciate what is happiness if you have not experienced grief? You know, if bad things don't happen to you, you really don't know. When the good things happen Yeah, to you. so yeah. the yin and the yang, you know, it's mm -hmm. complete balance between good and evil, you know? So... But those are actually the eight limbs. So that's, you need to think of all of that during our yoga class. <laughs> I've got to get headphones. Maybe yeah, by the end of it, yeah. you will have that feeling of you. Yeah. By the end of one class? No. Okay, no. thank God. No, but again, that's why continuing to go to yoga classes, like a lot of people, they think, you know, 
they're going to come to one if it doesn't completely change their life. Yeah. Well, screw it, I'm not going to mm -hmm. do it again. But again, there's a piece of that that is dedication. Yeah. You know it's going to give you a good outcome. So just suck it up and do it. You will experience some sort of gratification throughout the classes. Like as I said, emotional releases. There have been numerous yoga classes throughout the years that I have taken that I have literally had emotional releases. And I mean like tears streaming down my face. I just go down into, you know, send a child's post one on the ground. I'm bawling my eyes out. Teacher keeps doing what they're doing. Cause hey, that's awesome. You're letting stuff go. You know, in the different times it's happened to me, I have not known what it was. Like there was no particular trigger, but again, that's how your body hides trauma. It hides things, you need to let it go. And sometimes you will have no clue what exactly you are releasing, but you're definitely releasing something. So, I, I don't want to make you cry today no. though, but hey. no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll be an emotional release. No, yeah. but I, no it'll be like uh, attended release. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's preceded by a loud snapping sound. <laughs> oh, oh my god! All right, well, but that, what you said also ties back to like the instant gratification thing too. Everybody oh, yeah. expects one class will fix them or Correct. change something, but it's it's not. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We are unfortunately just stuck in this bubble mm -hmm. of the instant gratification. Yeah. You know, and Americans. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like you know, whatever happened to realizing you can't always get what you want. You know what I mean? Like but if you try sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you get what you need. You get what you need. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish yeah. it. I yeah. Was yeah. I was thinking we're putting that at the end of the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, um, now you and I talked off air before about mm -hmm. the other forms of yoga. Yes. Uh, what was it? Beer yoga. Yeah. <laughs> These these instant gratification classes that people are now doing, yeah. like goat yoga. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah goat yoga, uh, yoga and wine. You know, yeah. like all this stuff. You it's do wine it's a gimmick. It's they're they're using correct. Pretty pretty much, it is something that they're adding to it to draw you in. Now, yeah, that, those classes are more for fun. You know, okay. Come and enjoy this. If you enjoy wine tasting. Mm -hmm. Why not go to a vineyard that has beautiful, amazing views, do a yoga class? I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Well, there, are they, your wine afterwards. I was going to say, are they mixing them? Like, oh, I'm drinking wine. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Is that what they're doing or no? They're, they're literally <laughs> saying, here's yeah. yoga and then, yeah. yeah, and then have some wine. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's how it's... So while you're stretching to the ground, you're also picking yes, up your exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pick up your beer yeah. stone. Extend elbow. Yes. Really let it roll down the throat, you know? Yeah. Um, no, a lot of these classes, and also too legally for insurance purposes, things like that, the wine tasting is done after okay, the yoga okay. class. No, no. Now, I mean, I don't know how everybody runs their classes, but like legally, you should not sense. be doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, even with the ghost like doing the yoga class after a night of recording? Yeah. No. That would be catastrophic. I know. <laughs> well, like the goat yoga. Why mm -hmm. would you want to be stretching with any type of animal bouncing around, maybe on and off and... Possibly peeing on you. Yeah, that you too. Know, like, that is thing. Yeah. There's one place yeah. in Phoenixville where they put the goats and tigers. Uh, oh, there oh, you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a good about, thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. How about dog yoga where the dog could possibly start humping your leg while you're... Heck yeah. Oh, that too. I mean, I, it just yeah. doesn't... Is it supposed to be like an added 
thing of relaxation? No. No. Those classes, <laughs> those classes really no. are not, no. They're really not towards Just relaxation. Gimmick. That's more the gimmick. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, oh, hey, come look at these goats. They're yeah. so cute. I would rather just look at you. Know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga ain't fixing my black eye. Yeah. So, um, okay. So those are now. What about the the the, the, the completely naked, 140 degree temperature room yoga? Oh and, God. Now, now, I mean, we're obviously with these. We're all getting away from the the spiritual aspects and the actual meaning and, and the um, real. Uh, work that yoga is supposed to do for the body. So is the, but well. again, when they make you sit in 180 degree, whether you're naked or not, yeah. you're yeah, sweating so like, yoga. yeah. Uh, yes and no. You know, I mean, I've done the high yoga classes, okay. the Bikram yoga classes, they're great. I personally love the heat, so I do not mind the heat and humidity. Um, I enjoy that, but that is, you know, with the hot yoga, they want you to, A, be able to have your muscles be loosened a little bit more just from the heat. But with that, you have to be cautious because if your muscles are more relaxed than usual, you're going to do more than you probably should for your body. And then the next day, you're going to feel you're like you got hit by a truck. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that even happened to me the first time I went to the hot yoga classes. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I feel so good. You know, and the next day, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm way too much. Like, and then the next class, I took it easy because then I was consciously aware of, you know, I can stretch a lot, but, you know, maybe reel it in a little bit. Okay. Um, and now, with, like, the whole nude side of it, come to think about if you're a nudist. That's your everyday. Mm -hmm. That's you feeling comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Literally. Um, so for people like that, that's a it's okay. probably a meditative uh, uh, class. You or know, normal. like yeah. yeah. That's just yoga. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, like to them, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, to other people who don't necessarily lead that lifestyle, more conservative people, they automatically think, well, like it's more sexual, you know. So you could put any spin on it that your brain puts on it. Yeah. But well, no, I, I was. I just. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine being in a yoga class and you're, you know. I personally would not want to teach that. No, I, I wouldn't I, want to know, be in that. But, it. Yeah, I, I'll be nice. You know, I don't want if, to you, see if you're at home, yeah, yeah, if you're at just, home and you're doing your thing, you're missing out. hey, go <laughs> for it. But, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, but again, if you're a nudist, hey, that's, that's your exactly, everyday. Yeah, that's your you normal know? life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you see nothing with it swinging in front of you. Like, that's just. Pendulum. That's, pendulum. Yeah, that's yeah. been the word of the day. The word of the weekend. Well, there you go. <laughs> Other than when we're sweating, it ain't vegetable. <laughs> uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to ask us? Uh, I, she answered a lot of things I was going to ask okay. just by what she was talking about. Okay. Um, did you have uh, well, your massage there? I have a question in regards to that. Mm -hmm. Reflexology with yes. the, the foot mm -hmm. um, and how it's supposedly there's a lot of connections, like there's a part of the foot for the pancreas and mm -hmm. this. Is how true to form or how accurate is that well it's very accurate essentially for reflexology is the feet and the hands okay. and it's because of where the nerve endings go so okay. that's how they have correlated those particular spots okay um the nerves like just to give you an example there's a cranial nerve called the vagus nerve and that is called the vagus nerve because it's the great wanderer in latin um 
it literally, it's not just a cranial nerve that makes your brain work, but it goes to like your stomach, for instance. A lot of times when people get migraines and they feel sick, they feel nauseous, mm -hmm. that vagus nerve is being pinched and it's causing nausea because it affects the stomach. Um, like that even happened to me one time, that nerve was being pinched in my neck. I felt unbelievably nauseous. As soon as I went and got a chiropractic adjustment, it was released. I was like, oh my God, that's insane. And then the chiropractor said, well, yeah, that that's was the nerve what? being pinched. Okay. So with your feet and your hands, that's where the nerve endings end. Mm -hmm. So that's how they have that's determined those particular points. Um, same thing with like the spinal column. Mm -hmm. Again, like the nerve roots come out the nerve roots come out of multiple different parts mm -hmm. of your body, so you can affect those particular internal organs, things like that, because of how the nerves travel okay. in the body. So okay. that's really more what that is. That's, okay. It's more about the nervous system and affecting yeah. those particular points. I just know I like a good foot look. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, and that's why people love it. I'm sorry. It makes you feel good everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I get a good foot massage. I know, my whole just, body is like. Right. describing the nerves everywhere. Yeah. I love a good foot rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any forest. As I broke their chair. <laughs> oh, well, there goes the interview. <laughs> Holy crap. That's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> we just got sold. <laughs> Was there anything you wanted to add uh, in regards to what we're going to be doing today or before we get on the floor and. Well, I mean, I'm just going to do some instruction with you. Okay. Oh. Well, it doesn't matter. We could uh, we could we could record it in there too. Yeah, we could do that. Um, was there any, prior to that anything else you wanted to add? No, no, that's pretty much it. I, mean, I think that's a lot to digest. Yes, you know? it's definitely uh, an episode or an interview that people should have to listen to more than Multiple once. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. What did she say here? Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things too that's again why going to multiple yoga classes, yeah. you know, when you think about it, it's not just the physical aspects. If you're thinking about all these things at one time, essentially it's mental distraction. And that's what's happening. You're thinking about your breathing, you're thinking about where you're looking, you're thinking about where your hands or your feet are, you know, you're in this pose that you're like a pretzel and then all of a sudden you're just like, screw it. And you're in a calm meditative state because your mind was just bombarded with so many things that it could actually release and let go. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> all right. I'm looking I'm, forward I'm, to I'm impressed, excited, and worried all at the same time. Uh, yes. All yeah. right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to see you in a pretzel. <laughs> I'll eat a pretzel. All right. All right. <laughs> God. Me in a pretzel. All you right. You are going to need insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then let's uh, let's move over to the spring room. Yes. And uh, we'll get ready to uh, stretch yoga style. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, was, that was stupid. <laughs> let's get ready to Everything was going too I well. Had to I had to ruin up. it somehow. Yeah. Let's go do some yoga. All Thank right. you, Amy. Let's head Thank over. <laughs> so before we go, yes. we'll uh, let uh, Amy here uh, give out her information for anybody that would like to find her, take a class, get a massage. So when you're ready, you can uh, spill all your... Well, for massage, I have two locations. It's Branches of Dance, where we are right now on uh, Route 61. It's 4425 Pottsville Pike, number three in Reading, Pennsylvania, 19605. And the other massage location is Hands-On Physical Therapy, which is 2209 Quarry Drive, Suite B23, Reading, 19609. For the yoga classes, I teach three different ones at three locations. 
Tuesday nights are at 6 p.m. That is at One by One Cat Rescue, which is 1984 Mount Laurel Road in Temple, 19522. Friday night, 7 p.m. is here again at Branches of Dance, 4425 Pottsville Pike, Reading, 19605. And beginning August 10th, 2019, we are doing Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. at Open Call Martial Arts. That is 2686 Burnville Road in Reading, 19605. And on August 10th, for that first class, we're actually doing yoga and breakfast. You should totally come. We're doing the hour-long yoga class for $10, and then uh, the breakfast afterwards. It's just kind of like a little meet and greet, you know, come check us out, meet everybody that does the class. Um, we're doing a healthy breakfast. <laughs> that is August 10th. That is August 10th, Boy, that's yep. Gonna be a huge busy weekend. Yeah. Nice yeah. double scrap or no, no. <laughs> no, no. You can do that out in the parking lot. <laughs> no scrapple, sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's August 10th, and then going forward, Saturdays is at 9 a.m. Uh, you can always visit my Facebook page, Massage by Amy, too. Instagram is also Massage by Dash Amy. Um, underscore. Underscore, yes. Massage yes, by sorry. underscore Amy. <laughs> um, and we'll, you can we'll always. That part out. That's okay, <laughs> she yeah. Just plug the competitor. Edit that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can always give me a call if you ever have any questions at 484 332 0737. No text messages, though. No text messages. Business phone. Uh, Gotta call me. What, what does a yoga, call, uh, yoga class cost? All of my yoga classes are $10, and um, we always allow kids, so if they're 12 and under, they're just $5. Um, we also do a little class card for every six classes you pay the ten dollars to get the seventh class free. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. Um, massages. What are they? Hourly? Half hourly? I do half hour. Hours? Yeah. <laughs> I do half hour, forty-five minutes, sixty minutes, ninety minutes, and two hours. Oh, two wow. hours is the max. Yeah. And what is the price? For each of those, or? the half hour is thirty-five dollars. Forty-five minutes is forty-five dollars. The sixty minutes, which is an hour, is fifty-five. Mm -hmm. Ninety minutes is eighty-five, and then the two hours is a hundred and ten. Okay. Yeah. So the longer it goes, the better the volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She'd have to wake me up at thirty. Thirty minutes. I'd be asleep. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a compliment when people fall asleep. It means Absolutely. they're relaxed. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? So. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, thank you, dear. We yes, appreciate it. You. And uh, I think this wraps up the interview, so now we'll get our asses kicked. Alright, sounds like a plan. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have fun.
a glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was gonna meet her connection. At her feet was a footloose man. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, well, you might find.
time, it's just my vibe. It's just-